Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello there. Coming up on the podcast, Greg Mackling will talk about the Jets and Flames in Regina. Helen Halliday, the CEO of the Royal Aviation Museum, will join us to talk about the double-pane glass ceiling. That's what they're calling it now. And Dave Patrician, the sports doctor, on the death of Mean Gene Okerlund. All that and more coming up here. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. In the studio, Greg Mackling. Hi, Greg. Happy New Year, Hal. Happy New Year. What's the cutoff on the Happy New Year? Like, when will you do Happy New Year? You are the last person I'm going to That's it? Yes, that's it. It's only January 2nd. It doesn't matter. It's over. They say that people who make New Year's resolutions will not have a New Year's resolution by January 12th. So I don't think we should continue to say Happy New Year. Okay. All right? All right. You're the last one. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. No, thanks. And all the best in 2019. I think it's going to be a good year. I have a feeling as well. And, you know, the Winnipeg Jets had a pretty good calendar year 2018. A lot of people were throwing out those statistics as we uh, uh, broke, uh, you know, 2018 into 2019. Jets with the win in in Edmonton. So uh, exciting times uh, ahead for for the hockey team. Well, and that's why I wanted to have you on. Because I heard you this morning on the start. You are regular listening every morning in my household. You, McGarry, and McNabb. And uh, I hear that you have already booked your hotel room in Regina (laughs) for the big Jets game, the Heritage. Classic in Regina. Much against my better judgment. Yeah, because you hate the town. I hate Saskatchewan. I hate him, I hate him as well. Everything about yeah, it. Right. Which which brings me to my first question. Why are they getting this game? Are Jets fans pissed about this? I think some of them are going to be bothered. Some are going to be conflicted like I am, and others will celebrate the idea that the Winnipeg Jets have become this brand now where... T- Twice in in four hockey seasons, they're going to be involved in this Heritage Classic to be involved in the neutral site game. I first started hearing the rumors of this late last week, and I thought, oh, Regina again, right? Stepping up their game. (laughs) And I want to be clear that my hate for Saskatchewan comes out of a mass amount of jealousy that they are doing so many things well, right? Yes, I get it. So, you know, I want to be clear on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of it's a put on. Some of it is genuine. I'll let you decide which is which. Right. So I'm thinking to themselves, boy, they're they're really they're really doing uh, something extra good yeah. out there again, and and realizing that they have this incredible facility and marketing it. And Gary Bettman says, yeah, they've been kind of bugging us about this. Mm-hmm. Canada has a limited number of stadiums. They haven't done an outdoor game in Montreal right. yet. They haven't really. They did one at BMO Field, smallish crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know. You've got Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Well, hey, the only other city in Western Canada with a big stadium is Regina. So they went for it. So then I'm thinking, oh, who are they going to have? Edmonton and Calgary. And then will they have the Jets? Because I'm thinking with the hatred for Winnipeg, is there going to be, is that even going to be palatable? Well, then it turns out not only are they having the Jets, it's a Jets home game. Yeah. So now my only qualifier is how. Please, please, please do not wear anything green. Yeah. That's all I care about now. <laughs> I just saying that this morning. But we know it's going to be Calgary and the Jets. Right. Were you surprised? At, and I get why they're doing this in Regina. Don't get me wrong. There mm-hmm. are tens of thousands of hockey fans there that make the trip, that could very easily make the trip. Many do, and, and they want more to make the trip here or to Calgary, right? Sure. So I get why they're doing it. I just, I don't know. I just feel like. 
This is our team. We've got a great stadium. Why wouldn't we do it here? Well, because we've already done it here. I know. Right? So, I know. And most people that went will say, I've been there, done that, mm. not necessarily interested in doing yeah, that yeah. again. Because really, because it's really just a big party. Yeah. Because watching the hockey, the Jets didn't even manage to score a goal. Yeah. It's and not the, great hockey outdoor in a, outdoors in a stadium. They had to it? delay yeah. it an hour and a half, all that sort of stuff. Right. So uh, I haven't been able to confirm this, but I, I'm sure I, I've, I've heard that the, the plan is this is going to be a night game mm. on a Saturday night versus a Sunday afternoon afternoon so which means it'll be a kind of a hockey night in Canada thing yeah so with the bombers playing on the Friday night well, against Calgary be, here yes. at home couple questions that, yeah the quick turnaround after the bomber mm-hmm. game and I'm also curious to know is Calgary the new big rivalry for Winnipeg sports teams because it certainly is looking that way when it comes to football so weigh in on those two things a quick turnaround after the bomber game I don't imagine some fans will be happy about that. Nope. And the rivalry, the Saskatchewan or the uh, Calgary Winnipeg rivalry. Okay, so Calgary Winnipeg rivalry, uh, the second one first. Hockey news predicting this year that'll be Winnipeg Calgary in the Stanley Cup final or in the pardon me in the Western Conference final. Boy, that's a heady prediction for both teams. Looking pretty good right now. Calgary, Vegas, and Winnipeg all tied right now. You've seen the games that the Jets and the Flames have had, high-scoring games, Flames winning uh, both games so far Mm -hmm. against the Jets this year. And uh, if you go back to NHL Winnipeg Jets version 1.0, the Winnipeg Jets won exactly two playoff series, Hal. Both were against the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. So that rivalry has sort of been simmering for an awfully long time. Yeah. Unlike the rivalry with Edmonton where they killed us in the playoffs all the time. And now Edmonton, whether they're going to be a, a playoff team this year, is still in question. So from that aspect, awesome. And then in terms of the Canadian Football League and the Bombers and the Stampeders, of course, the Stamps beat the Blue Bombers in the Western Final this year. Yeah. And you know that the schedule makers are looking for a pseudo playoff game near the end of the regular season schedule. The Bombers have the bye, if I'm not mistaken, on they the do. last week of yeah. the season. So that's their last home game against the Stampeders. So clearly the anticipation and the belief is that'll be a meaningful game. So, you know, there's always been a rivalry between Calgary and Winnipeg mm. on a lot of levels, right? But it heated up this past football season with sure the whole Canadian Mafia. Uh, right? You betcha. Yeah. So this, this will be a, a big deal. This will be cool. And, uh, we spoke to Rob Vanstone this morning from uh, Regina, and he's a big Jets fan, big Saskatchewan guy, and he thinks that it might be kind of a 50-50 stadium. So that. that could be kind yeah. of neat. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm not trying to stir up crap. Yeah, I mean, you are. I'm, well, no. Sure you are. No, I'm not. I just feel like, you know, we, we have waited so long to get the Jets back here. I, I almost don't want to share. I guess that's kind of my attitude, right? That was my first yeah. initial. That was my initial response as well, and to share with Saskatchewan of I all know. places, right? Yeah. But hey, let's but I get it. Let's I be understand. honest. Yeah. There, uh, in terms of the television coverage, Saskatchewan gets our games right. if they want our games. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one aspect of it, and the other aspect is that. You know, the people you love the most and the ones you hate the most, they have a lot in common. <laughs> That's true. You're absolutely right. What is that right. that they say uh, in a relationship? The thing that draws you to her or him will be the thing that ultimately pushes them away? Wow. I haven't heard that before, well, but as you say it, think yeah, about it. there's probably something to that. I Anyhow. Sus- we have more in common with our friends in Saskatchewan than we have 
not in common. And I also heard the guy from the Regina Leader post on your show this morning saying the cool thing is he's been a fan for a long time of the Winnipeg Jets, mm-hmm. and now they're good. And I guess we should just celebrate that we have the team back, and they're good. We're on the verge of seeing the Winnipeg Jets become a global brand. Yeah. And I don't know if you watched the game on New Year's Eve. No. When the Jets were playing in Edmonton and they wore their Heritage Classic jerseys that they Mm -hmm. debuted in Winnipeg versus Edmonton at IGF. Those are the smartest looking uniforms in the NHL. Yes, there's bias there, but I also believe it to be fact. And if they could come out Mm -hmm. next October 26th in a blue version of that jersey, oh my word. Yeah, Yeah. the Winnipeg Jets are going to be good for a few more years here, so get used to people around North America jumping on the bandwagon, Hal. It's just the way it's going to be. And as we embark on a new year, 2019 here, do you think this might be the year? A cup for the Jets? You always have to get to a certain point, in my way of thinking. you got to learn how to lose first. I don't know if they got far enough last year Mm -hmm. on that road to learning how to lose. I think I mentioned to you before, I didn't like the fact that the Jets didn't stay out on the ice to see Las Vegas get that Clarence Campbell trophy yeah. on their home ice. They, right. they went to their own dressing room. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. If I'm Paul Maurice, I'm like, you guys get out there. You watch and see yeah. what it's like to lose a big game like that and a series on home right. ice like that. Let it sit in. Mm-hmm. Let it set in. Let it fester. Mm. So a lot of times you have to go to that Stanley Cup final to lose before you get on your winning ways. Did the Jets get far enough last year? Time will tell. Mm. But there's there's no reason. I'm going to go out on the limb and yeah. I say this. It's just this easy. As good as Connor Hellebuck will be, right. that's how far the Winnipeg Jets will go because yeah. it was the difference between Marc-Andre Fleury and Connor Hellebuck in the Western mm-hmm. Conference Final that last year, and I, yeah. I suspect that's the way it'll be for the rest of the year. And I might have been a year early. I was uh, talking, everybody thought, Bob Irving, he was laughing at me because I said, hey, maybe we're the new city of champions. Maybe the Bombers do it. Maybe the Jets do it. This might be the year for that to happen. And it may not happen, but it could happen. I think there's a chance it could happen. I completely agree with yeah. you, Hal. There, there's every reason to believe teams. there's a chance. Yep, you betcha, man. New soccer team coming in. It's yeah. going to be a very, very exciting yeah. year in sports in Winnipeg, without doubt. Thank you, Greg. You betcha, buddy. Greg Mackling, you can hear him with McGarry and McNabb again tomorrow morning on The Start here on CJOB, 6 to 10 weekday mornings. New report on the country's highest paid CEOs is adding evidence to the argument women face a double pane glass ceiling at the top of Canada's corporate ladder. The Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives calculates of the more than 1,200 named executive officers at 249 publicly traded companies in Canada, women earn about 68 cents for every dollar made by their male counterparts. The study says the gap closes to 86 cents when looking at the wages of women and men in senior manager roles. The gap at the top means, on average, men earn about $950,000 more annually than women in similar executive positions. So is that true? A double-pane glass ceiling? For women CEOs like Kim Omer, Diane Gray, Marriott Muller, and Evelyn Jacks. There was definitely times, and there's still times today that I show up and, uh, you know, it, it, and it's changed. But, at, you know, at one point I would be the female at, at the boardroom table. And so I think 
you know, differentiated, yes, disadvantaged, never. I'm going to say in government, um, I've n- I never felt that way. And, and it's possibly because th- I had very strong mentors, um, male and female, both, and who were very supportive of me and who um, gave me great advice at the right points in my career. Um, I don't think that I experienced it, but I saw it, and I, I still see it. Um, I don't see it in my world. Maybe maybe it's because I, <laughs> I'm, I'm ignoring it. I don't know, but... It has been there, and I have just never really considered it to be my problem. I have sometimes been frustrated by it, but I have tried to carry on the best I could to learn from, you know, every experience. Another woman CEO is joining us live on the phone now, Helen Halliday. She is the CEO at the Royal Aviation Museum. Helen, thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Happy New Year's. Yes, Happy New Year. So I've heard you say before you knew that that glass ceiling was there, or as they're saying today now after this new study, a double-pane glass ceiling. You just never paid any attention to it. Correct. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's um, it's a reference that uh, I don't really um, – it has not been my own experience uh, have I made observations through my, you know, 30 years plus career? Absolutely. Uh, at times, did I feel that uh, it wasn't in favor for women uh, in a way that uh, our total success could be ensured? Absolutely. Um, but it's all about what you do and, and how you operate and uh, feel confident. And, uh, you know, I just listened to uh, what was played beforehand, and certainly I believe it was Diane Gray's voice that just gave what I absolutely feel as well on excellent mentors and uh, getting the right advice and men or women the best thing that can happen is that along the way you get nourished by those people that give you the best advice. And that comes to also to how much am I, how much am I going to get paid? Um, and it is different. Uh, uh, certainly uh, I will say, and um, I, uh, Jeff had me on earlier uh, this year when uh, uh, I can't remember exact timing. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was the in the spring. I think it was back in in April. I think. Yeah. So uh, so you know, in, in in looking at it, I I think I mentioned at that time, and I certainly feel the case now is you want to work for companies that they're able to go and define what is your wage compensation um, and how does it work. Because the thing is, is uh, all of this comes out or these stats come out um, and average out everything. Uh, And I look at each individual's got the decision on what they're attached to. And being attached to something, do you feel confident that you are being suitably paid? Um, So I worked previously uh, for 30 years for Delta Hotels, uh, now owned by Marriott. And uh, I will say when Delta was a private Canadian company, I can't speak for Marriott now because I'm no longer with them, uh, but we had a wage, wage compensation plan. So that went from... We had, uh, I think, about 10 roles, and uh, it went from level 1 to level 10, and there was a high and low end of the range, but you also knew within each range, 
uh, and it started off with, you know, hourly roles and went up to, you know, the C-suite. Um, and you knew uh, what caused people to be at the low of the range and with the high of the range. And I will say the, you know, um, if you were in level one, the likelihood is that there wasn't any gap between low and high other than maybe that you, you know, had to work three months before you were at the next level or whatever. But, uh, you know, certainly uh, um, we are in a situation that as more and more of these stories come out, it just is reaffirming to make sure that things are as clear as possible so this whole um, element of variable uh, is as small as it can be, but ensures that the person with the experience uh, also gets recognized appropriately, male or female. I just, in fact, I just got a great text message. I'll read it for you, and you can weigh in on this one, Helen. Um, uh, Texter says, I worked as a museum manager, couldn't get my board to take me seriously at all. Then I quit. They replaced me with a man who made all the same suggestions I made, and they listened to him. Okay. Um, I don't know the individual. Sure. and uh, uh, But what about that? Do we see that? Do you see that happen, you know, where... Um, because of your gender, you're taken differently, more seriously, maybe if you're a man as a par- compared to a woman. I mean, that has to be part of this glass ceiling we're talking about, right? Yeah, but you know what? I can't put all women uh, in the same place. Sure. No different than I can put all men in the same place. Yep. So there is a gazillion reasons why. And uh, I have never suffered for reasons that I don't even really know from having confidence, maybe because it's, I grew up with brothers. I'm not sure. Uh, but the reality is, is on its own, do I experience that? Have I experienced that? Some places in my career, yes, I have. But what have I gone and done, Hal? And yes, I needed to have the confidence and the, I guess, the financial ability at that time to do it, because I don't even really remember the risks associated. But it's like, I'm not going to work for them. I'm going to move on Mm -hmm. because that's the only thing that I would do. And, you know, and that was the propensity. And I worked for a fabulous company for 30 years. Um, And then when it comes right down to it, what we continue to deal with, and I think that people deal with this all the time, is you can probably almost guess on when you're the least supported. And there's probably other scenarios going on whether it's someone that's a sexist person or whatever else, they might be working in a company that's not that way at all, but it all comes down to, you know, and they say that people leave their boss. Well, the reality is, is that that is true. So you've got to look at those elements and go and say, but I will say that I never ever have felt that that is just the only reason why. Yeah. I was emailing a bit uh, this morning with Mariette Moller, and uh, she was saying that, you know, you've got to keep in mind a CEO in a very corporate world compared to a a CEO in, say, not-for-profit is much different, right? Yep. Yeah. And even uh, what they have to abide by and the level of pressure, because I got a kick in the office. uh, I went and, uh, you know, by the story and, uh, you know, 150 times more of the... the uh, average worker. Uh, so, uh, you know, I should be uh, in this environment paid $5.6 million. Yeah. So, hell, I'm not. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and and that's, that's another interesting part of this study, that by noon today, so as of, you know, a few hours ago, yeah. most CEOs in the country had already made what the average Canadian worker 
makes. And you're right. Not ever just because yeah, you've got publicly CEO, traded. Yeah. Certainly not in Winnipeg. Right. Just because you've got CEO by your name does not mean you're making the big bucks. No. No, absolutely yeah. not. But you know what? And I will say that um, uh, this is a topic that um, if you allowed me to, I could talk about for hours uh, because I am certainly passionate and interested to see women do the very best they can do and be supported by systems that make that happen. Um, but I'm also going to say that disparity uh, in in time, you know, just in, in looking at your articles that you you know have had, mm. uh, certainly confidence is absolutely a big thing. Uh, I learned very early on by a mentor. I would say that I was you know maybe six years out of university working for Delta, and I had a fellow named Kevin Fred uh, in Ottawa, and he uh, just encouraged me. So you always got to ask and, you know, go high, be informed. I mean, and now it's so great to be informed because you can go online and find out a lot of information. Um, whereas back then, you know, you didn't have that access to information. Um, but, you know, ask the question. All they can say is no. People don't get fired for asking to buy for too much money. Or, or certainly, I don't know about that as in my own experience. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is you've got to be confident. It's the time to ask. Uh, and, you know, you've got to ensure that you do it. If you wait around and hope that it's looked after, it likely won't be because, you know, uh, no company is that great. Uh, you know, the reality is, is we're all working hard. We're always looking to make improvements. But more pay does not just naturally occur easily. It yeah. never does because the financial, and especially because you're talking about stats on on publicly traded companies. Uh, you know, I worked for a hotel company that was owned by a publicly traded entity, and the reality is, is it is just not the way that it works. That money is just going to flow, and increases are just like a plenty. It's 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 just not how it works. So you got to be confident. You got to know your facts and believe in yourself to ask the question. And if you don't like the answer, then you got to make a plan. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't consider that uh, really anything to do with what glass is above you or a double pane. I really don't. Um, but I know it's been a reference for a long, long time, and uh, uh, I like to look up and uh, uh, be believing, but I don't like to look up and and feel like I'm being looked down at. So. Uh, you know, that's that's honestly, uh, um, you know, I think there's lots of opportunity. And I also think there's lots of opportunity on when you talk about this topic is what's happening at home and how are women supported by their husbands or partners? Uh, and uh, do they want them to be successful at home? Because that's where it all starts. And that's what I had an amazing husband in my life that uh, ensured that that's how I had an incredible career. And, you know, it starts at home. Uh, and needs to look like that at home, too, mm-hmm. in order for you to make those uh, progressions, for yeah. sure. Helen, thanks a lot for this. I really appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. World Wrestling Federation action that is simply unbelievable. In a return bout, Texas Tornado Tag Team match, Big John Stud, Ken Patera to meet, Junkyard Dog and his partner, Andre the Giant. By the way, Bobby the Brain Heenan will be there. Mean Gene Okerlund, dead at the age of 76. And joining us now to talk about it, Dave Patrician, the sports doctor. Dave, sad news. I mean, you know, Mean Gene, he was as famous and a 
you know, as big a part of wrestling as some of the big stars, the actual wrestlers were. Absolutely. In fact, uh, it probably more popular because you saw Mean Gene yeah. every week on your television, right. and some wrestlers would leave the area and stuff. It's, it's a tough day for childhood memories. Super Dave Osborne dies, and now a Mean Gene Oakland. It's yeah. a tough day. Yeah, it really is. Why was he so good, Dave? I mean, you're a you're a wrestling commentator uh, as we speak. Uh, a former wrestler, Dynamite Dave Petro. A lot of people don't know that. Why was he so good? Why was Mean Gene so good? Well, I think means why Mean Gene was so good because in the days of wrestling on television, when I became a fan, the money was made by going to see the live events and ticket sales. So what Mean Gene's job was do is really not to interview the wrestlers, what, but it was to drive people to the box office to buy tickets. So by being that guy, not only did he interview the wrestlers, but it was like some of the some of the greatest expressions like run. But don't walk to get your tickets in advance yeah. and driving people to the arenas and, and making everything seem like this was the most important match, the most important feud, the most important event that you would ever, ever want to go to. And, and, yeah. and that's what he did. You, you were mesmerized when he was telling you about that. You know, ladies and gentlemen, controversy last week. It's going to be all settled this week at the Winnipeg Arena. You know, and I don't follow wrestling now like I used to, uh, and I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but there aren't any big-name announcers in that business, or at least not that have got to the level that, that Mean Gene Okerlund did. No, I, I think the wrestling, uh, the business has changed a lot. It's, you know, it's driven by a lot of different different things, especially pay-per-view revenues and streams and yeah. the YouTube video and all of that, but... But no, but but in, the, in those days, that some some of the announcers like think about when we you you watched um, the, the AWA, you watched for Mean Gene Oakland before that was Marty O'Neill. These guys were more famous at times than the actual wrestlers in the ring. Maybe not Vern Gagne who who ran the whole thing, but and then you know when Vince McMahon hired him away from the AWA in late 1983 to make his debut in 1984, that's when. The, the, the WWF at the time was going to go national. So you needed a face of the company. And Vince McMahon was the television announcer and, and, and the owner of the, uh, of the World Wrestling Federation, now World Wrestling Entertainment. But Mean Gene was the guy with the face, the guy with the microphone, you know, come on in. And, and again, making it the, the match that, that they're going to present in your town, that was the most exciting match you're ever going to see. And you have to be there. And yeah, and he was, he was the star of the show. Like there was a cartoon and, uh, in in Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, Mean Gene was a big part of that. He was a he was also a singer. He was he was uh, featured on one of the one of the wrestling albums that they put out in the eighties and things like that. And <laughs> it, it just he was bigger than life. Yeah, announcers were great. And I got to go back to I always mentioned Stampede Wrestling because that's what I grew up with, with in Southern Alberta. And the announcer there that was huge, bigger than any of the wrestlers, was Ed Whalen, right? Malfunction at the Junction, and you know all that yeah. crazy stuff, right? The, the announcers the were huge. Were yeah, the styles were different. Ed Whalen was kind of a, he didn't put up with any nonsense. No. And he would call out the bad guys. He'd smack them on the head with his microphone and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whereas Mean Gene, like some of those interviews, like you'd watch Mean Gene holding the microphone because he was only about five foot nine, yeah. and he'd be holding the microphone over his head to the wrestler, and sometimes the guy would look at him and he'd just see him like cringe a little bit. like <laughs> and, and, and those interviews with Andre the Giant are legendary. You can find those on YouTube where, Andre the Giant would put his hand right on Mean Gene's head because, yeah. again, the announcer's a wee little guy, and then this, this larger-than-like wrestler is being interviewed by him. Yeah, great stuff. Hey, uh, before I let you go, you've got about a minute here if you want to weigh in on the Jets and Flames in Regina outside October 26th. What do you think? 
Well, I share the same uh, thoughts as uh, Greg Mackling, of course, about, you know, why do I have to go to Regina another time and, <laughs> and force me to do it? But uh, I think it's, you know, I think it's really interesting. I know that the city of Regina has really been working hard. They, they wanted to have a game during the Memorial Cup, um, uh, a, a junior hockey game during that time, and that fell through. They've had some concerts there. You know, and, 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 I, and I know the NHL, they want to grow the game. I don't think you need to grow the game in Regina. But I think it's kind of a neat. It's a neutral site game. It's it's a road trip. It's going to be similar to when we go to watch the Winnipeg Blue Bombers play on Labor Day. It's going yep. to be a, a festive event, and I probably beat uh, Greg Mackling to get a hotel reservation <laughs> when they announced the game because I got a few places that I like to stay. But yeah. I think it's exciting. You know, it's, it, it it is. It's you know, it's a it's a great event, and it's 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 a great thing for the Winnipeg Jets to be named to be in the Heritage Classic again. I, yeah. I, you know, Calgary's been in it once before against Montreal before, and, and it's, it's a great a great event. I mean, and, you know, I, I think that if you're going to want to buy tickets, you're going to get tickets to the game. I'm sure they're going to offer them to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, season ticket holders first, and that's quite a bit, and then the rest of us will be scrambling, but uh, it's going to be a, one heck of a show. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Dave. Talk to you soon. You bet. Bye. Dave Patrician, you can find him on Twitter, at the Sports Doctor. Stonewall Manitoba's Rihanna Ray Sage, and she joins us in studio here now. We had IDs and stuff running over the start of that song, which is called Monster. Don't worry, she is going to perform live for us in just a couple of minutes. Really nice to meet you, Rihanna. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having yeah. me in. You uh, have an album release party coming up on Saturday night at the park. Yes, I do. Park Theater. People can still get tickets. Yes. Yeah, yep. you can get them at myparktheater.com. Okay. There's a couple online left. Yep. Yep. And uh, also at your website, and I'm going to spell your name, Rihanna, R-H-I-A-N-N-A, Ray, R-A-E, Sage, S-A-J, dot com. Yeah. Dot com. And uh, you're from Stonewall. Yes, I am. You are a heck of a singer and Thank a heck you. of a songwriter. <laughs> Um, the, the last one, we just played a little bit. I'm in love with a monster. And you said all your songs, you told me all your songs are about real life situations. Mm -hmm. And I think we can relate to I'm yeah. in love with a monster, can't we? Yeah. All of us, right? Yeah. It's really just about, I wrote it in place of a relationship of someone else that I didn't understand. And I was trying to put myself in their shoes as to why they couldn't leave or why they were still with this person. And looking back and putting myself in their shoes, they see this person in a different light. Um, I think we do that in every relationship. Yeah. We see each other differently. And so even though I might think this person is a monster and mm -hmm. horrible, there's good qualities that everybody else loves in them. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about music is that's your story. That mm -hmm. That's the song you wrote. Yeah. But that song can have different meanings for everybody, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. That's my favorite part about music is that so it can mean something completely different to somebody else, and that's why we write songs. Mm -hmm. So how long has this album been coming? A very long time. <laughs> I've actually never recorded anything. Well, I've recorded demos and a few yeah. professional songs here and there, but I've never released anything before. Um, I've kind of come through it different stages and different points in my life, and I finally just came to the point where I was like, okay, I have all these really great songs 
and I'm in a good place that I want to do this. I have the right people on my side and here we are. Yeah. And have you done this on your own? Have you done it with a producer, a studio? Yeah. Because now a singer-songwriter like you can do it all at home on the computer, right? Oh, for sure. You can do it all on your own, but quality, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I worked with a really couple of great producers, Paul Yee and Arielle Posen in Winnipeg at Stereo Bus, um, and a whole whack of fantastic musicians that took these songs that I played in my bedroom to a whole new level. So it's definitely a massive group effort, um, a whole lot of work. And I mean, beyond just the songs, like there's the photographers, the graphic designers, um, it's a big deal. It's, it's a lot a big going deal. on. There's so yeah. much going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're 26. You're from Stonewall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I find it interesting. Somebody your age and you're you're young. You're on the young side, certainly. Being Thank able you. to write, <laughs> being able to write such because you. I said to you, you have a haunting voice. Your songs are really emo. I feel a lot of emotion when I listen to your mm. to your music, you know. Mm-hmm. And you haven't lived that many years <laughs> yet. I mean, you know, you still have lots more life to live. But yet, yeah. boy, you're you're uh, performing and writing some music that, you know, really gets you thinking and and feeling. Well, I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's tough, but I just find that sometimes whatever comes to mind comes to mind, and the way mm-hmm. that it comes out is how it fits best. But. Yeah. Do you uh, like performing live? Like you're going to do this with an acoustic guitar live yeah. on the radio? Do you like doing this or are I you find, stressed out about this? No, I'm not. Well, I'm not stressed out, but yeah. I find like it's harder to play in more intimate situations, like just sitting for here in yeah. front of you now. Right. It's a little bit harder. Um, whereas like playing in front of like 50 people or 100 people is a bit easier because you don't yeah. have eye contact or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I get you know, it. it's more intimate and mm-hmm. it's special yeah <laughs> tell me about this song you're going to play for us uh hide what's that all about hide is spelled h-y-d-e yeah like jekyll and hide yeah um i was writing with a friend uh jason patrick um another uh writer here in winnipeg and he had this idea of oh i want to write a song about jekyll and hide and how you can have split personalities you can be this really awesome nice person at the same time mm-hmm. you know it can be completely different yeah. and who you decide to show that to that's kind of the idea behind this song. Rihanna Ray Sash and Hyde on CJOB. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Me, myself, you or I, who you gonna be tonight? Stranger in the dark, are you calling from afar? If we're running side by side, would you leave it all behind? Ooh, everybody's looking for salvation. Ooh, double-sided, twist my mind. Little Jekyll, little Hyde, me, myself, you or I, who you gonna be tonight? If preachers kill and killers preach, tell me who is left to teach. Stack the deck on a house of cards, till it lasts till you fall apart. Ooh. 
And the song is called Hide, which is on the new album. It is. Yeah. The album release party is happening at the Park Theater on Saturday night. Still a few tickets available. You're fantastic. Thank you. You really are. <laughs> like your voice is, uh, it's amazing. Um, are you a better singer or a better songwriter, do you think? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you enjoy more? I think songwriting. Really? Yeah. So many singer-songwriters enjoy the process of writing the song yeah. more than performing it. Yeah. I feel like I can mess up a lot singing, whereas yeah. like songwriting, what's a, how do you define a mess Yeah, but I'll then? tell you what, live on the radio right here, three <laughs> minutes of perfection as far as oh, I'm concerned. No mess ups there. Hey, it's really nice to meet nice you. To Best meet of luck. You. I hope this thank goes you. big for you. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, and stay in touch, okay? Yes, I will. That is Rihanna Ray Sage again, Saturday night at the Park Theater. The album release is happening. Let's support the Stonewall Gal. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.